Hello and welcome to Cutting the Bull in the Post Youth Apocalypse. I'm Ben and as always I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello, sorry, I was drinking tea. <laughs> <Different possibly. laughs> it was! Drinking <laughs> tea. Yeah. Claire. I'm an Englishman after all. <laughs> well, I thought you were French. And she's drinking gin. So yeah. I'm drinking tea as well. Uh, and tea. Couldn't yeah. be more, more gin and tea. Couldn't gin be more. Tea, yeah. Couldn't be more English. And Pete's here too. Hello. And today it's a movie special. We're going to talk about One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in what's going to be a two-parter because this is a long film, two hours twenty minutes. We're going to go through the film this week and then and I'll give a few opinions, obviously. And then next week we will go through some the worst mental asylums in history that we can find: electroshock therapy and lobotomies. Yeah. Because that's all quite interesting as well. Yeah. Obviously, this movie director... Oh, hang on, we'll do the new and the returning listeners first. All at sea today. Odessa in Florida, Lenstadt in Germany, Podolsk in the Russian Federation. Is he back or is that a new Russian one? That's sure. Could be. Welcome back. Minsk in Belarus, Port-au-Prince in Haiti. Watch out with them zombies, buddy. Jacksonville, Florida, Telford in the UK, Villa Robello in Spain, Vero Beach, Florida, Frankfurt, welcome back to you, Hinesgate, Georgia, Cumming, Georgia, Hanoi in Vietnam, Bangalore in India, Lawrence in Kansas, Camden Tan in the United Kingdom, Dublin, Ireland, Hastings in the UK, Chennai in India, Spring Valley, New York, Boardman, Oregon, Guadalajara, Spain, and Ashburn, Virginia. Welcome back to everyone. Thanks for listening. Yep, Tell a friend. You can find us on Facebook at Cutting the Bull in the Post Through the Apocalypse. SoundCloud and most podcasting platforms on uh, Cutting the Bull in the PTA. And YouTube at Cutting the Bull in the... Po- uh, sorry, at Apocalypse Ball. Yeah, that was a like, up, subscribe. Or leave us a review, a constructive one that doesn't call me a cunt. <laughs> not you that don't anyone get many of them. Not that anyone has. I'm just, you know... I was going to say you get enough of that here. So. Exactly, I get enough of that. In my private, in my personal life, I don't need it in my uh, private. <laughs> Alright, so One Blue of the Cuckoo's Nest, an 8.7 on IMDb. I don't know if I'd agree with that. I'd put it as an 8.3, maybe, if I was being picky. It went go, on a little bit too long for me. I'd go with 8. 8 on the I didn't realise it was so long, because like, I haven't watched it in years and years. I've sort of just condensed it in my head and gone, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. So it felt quite long today. Good film. Oh, good film. Yeah. I think they drew out the first hour a bit too much. They could shorten the first hour. I think he could lose 20 minutes. Easily. Easily, yeah. Starring Jack Nicholson as R.P. McMurphy, Louise Fletcher as Nurse Rashid, Michael Berryman as Ellis, Peter Brocco as Colonel Matterson, who was one of the guys in the wheelchair I liked him. <laughs> Danny DeVito as Martini, Christopher Lloyd as Tabor, and Will Sampson as Chief Bromden. Chief. Love the Chief. Who doesn't love the Chief? And this is set in 1963, we found out later in the film. Yeah, about 45 we, minutes into it. We was, you know, and directed by Milos Forman. It's not, the film came out in 1975, it is set in 1963 in a mental institution. It's your average mental institution with a mental asylum morning. Can we call it an asylum or am I saying institution? Either or, because that's time. What it was at that yeah, point. Yeah, at the point. And it's medication time when the patients are lining up for the meds. Thinking the Simpsons and the old people are getting the medication from the from the nurse's office. Oh, the Slim Shady. Slim Shady video, yeah, yeah. the real Slim Shady. If anyone's old enough to remember that. If you are the real Slim Shady, will you please stand up? <sighs> and now Jack Nicholson's um, <coughs> R.P. McMurphy enters the asylum in handcuffs, and he's a criminal claiming insanity. <coughs> or he's certainly been sent there for evaluation. Yeah. 
They kind of has, hasn't he? He's committed some crimes. He's like, well, you know, maybe... And he's, a, he's an eccentric character. He's a larger-than-life character. He wants yeah. the easy road, doesn't he? He's thinking, if I can spend my remaining sentence in here instead of actually in jail and having to work in a work camp, then happy days. Then he meets the, the chief as he's walked in, who's a, a deaf and dumb Indian guy. He's absolutely fucking huge, though. Well, he's got to be 6'8". Eight. Eight. Yeah, 6'8". Nah, I'd say he's taller than that. Maybe even a couple foot. of inches taller, yeah. Big, Big fella. Yeah. And this shows you the scene of the inmates, just how they spend their days. They're playing cards, one of them's dancing around. You know, they're just... Constantly dancing around. Yeah, they're just genuinely kind of chilling, aren't they? Yep. It's like, you know, they have a bit of therapy and then they just they get drugged up and they just kind of chill. It doesn't seem that bad. I think he's onto a winner at this point. Really? Yeah, a bit of group therapy, and then you're sitting around playing cards. Well, that's what he's thinking at first, isn't he? He thinks he calls it, it's called the feed farm, isn't it? Compared yeah. to the work farm. That's he's a bit work shy, doesn't want to... Yeah, he's belligerent and lazy, says the doctor. He's thinking it's a cushy life. There's just no stimulation in there, though, is there? No. No. You know, they, they want him to be evaluated because they, he claims he's mentally ill, I think he is, and he's, his answer is, I fight and fuck too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes... I've had five fights, eh? Rocky Marciano's got 40 behind him and he's a millionaire. Yeah, it's right, isn't it? Yeah. That's the right, but the one he was in prison is he's in for statutory rape. Fucked a 15-year-old girl, although seems that she's quite willing because we do come across her account uh, later on. He says, I didn't know she was 15. Is it the same girl? I think so. Mm. Well, I didn't... We didn't, didn't mention didn't the mention name. That, did, did they? You know, he even says the doctor. Turns out long he'd been inside for. Mm, well, that's true. When he really? says, well, even when he says to the doctor, you know, when it's in your face, you know, she could be fifteen, she could be eighteen. There's no man alive who's not going to say no. Well, yeah, but he is the adult. Absolutely, I'm not. I'm not um, blaming. It's not easy. But the, but... The, honestly, the doctor kind of nods his head and gives a smile. <laughs> not your point of view whatsoever. The guy on the film, so the film. That's what I'm with the guy. Go with, go with the guy on the film. But they do suspect that he's faking it or trying to fake it. And so we cut them to Nurse Ratchet doing the group therapy. So yeah, Mr. Harding, he's got a wife fixation, hasn't he? Yeah. Yep. Thinks his wife's cheating all the time. She gets glances from other men. I suspect there's some deep impotence there, or he's a closeted homosexual. The, the other inmates make alleged quite to that, a don't few they? allegations towards that, don't they? Mm. Definitely. Yeah. So it's one of the two. It kind of descends into madness, these group therapy sessions, don't they? Yeah. You know, someone usually starts, and they're, you know, everyone's just squawking, basically, aren't they? Just winding each other up. Winding each other up. We cut to a recreation time, then he's in, he's adjusting to the life, he's trying to teach the chief to play basketball. Yep. He's deaf and dumb. He's deaf and dumb, he can't understand him, he's like, no, lift your hands. Raise your hands, hold the ball, don't oh, squeeze it too hard, because the Chief's a big guy. He's kind of like a big totem pole, isn't he? He's a totem pole of a man. But I love him, he, he, an orchestrator of chaos, McMurphy, he's fantastic. He's on a he's on an inmate's shoulders trying to get the, so he can get up to the Chief's height and demonstrate how to put the ball in the basket. Is yeah. he an orchestrator of chaos, or is he I, just trying to let them get their hair down and a bit of fun? He's trying to get you a bit of fun, yeah. He's amusing himself as yeah, well. Yeah, I think he's gone in there looking at them thinking... You're all pretty normal. Why are you in here? Yeah. Come on, guys, stop fucking I mean, there numbing, are, numbing yourselves with these drugs and let's just have fun. Like, have, 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 there like, are some yeah. people in there that probably do need to be in there. 100%. I'd say 50-50, wouldn't you? Yeah. 
the rest would probably be okay as um, nowadays is it, would not be eight in patients the, is it yeah nowadays yeah. they wouldn't be in any kind of psychiatric ward no well That's Claire's the, the mental expert the mental expert <laughs> mental health expert that's what I meant <laughs> she's the mental expert she's well mental but she's an expert I think uh, Jack Nichols character who? Jack Nichols isn't Jack Nicholson Nicholson sorry his character you know I think I'm not sure he's a troublemaker I think he's Possibly a touch arrogant and sort of... A bit of a scamp. Yeah. He's got ADHD. He has problems with rules and... Boundaries. Yeah. He's got ADHD. <laughs> He's got, yeah, an ADHD. It wasn't diagnosed in them days. Or a, perso- or a personality disorder. Maybe. Of some sort, yeah. But there was something like that which wouldn't have been... No. Even slightly... Not even in the days of the film being made, but certainly 12 years prior to that. I don't know... I know a lady that got put um, in a, an asylum for personality disorder but, well, yeah. and bipolar back yeah. in the day. But they wouldn't, that's exactly why, you know what I mean? That's why there were so many people in there because they were put in for fucking silly things that didn't need to go in there. They could have been treated quite easily if they needed treatment, just at home like it is nowadays. Yeah, but yeah. back then it was a taboo. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, a stigma. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, for Billy, he'd go to a speech therapist. Yeah. A counsellor, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah counselling. Get him away from his fucking mother or something. Yeah. <laughs> and clearly he has an overwhelming <laughs> mother. The reverse ratchet does run this. She likes to everything in control, everything quiet and calm. She's and a proper matron. She's a matron, she? yeah. She's, she's the head Control of... freak. Yeah. I think in that scenario, from her point of view, she has to have that, doesn't she? Because Maybe there's her and another nurse and three orderlies and there's like 18 patients. Yeah. If they all decide to kick off, they're fucked. And even, you know, when it's not one of these group sessions, they can get like parrots and sort <laughs> of, you know, a bit crazy after a while, can't they? Just because one will sort of... Rile the others up. Right, yeah, rile the other one up and then next thing you know... It's They're jumping on tables, banging I think things. It, yeah, and I it, think she instigates a few of it. She instigates. She, yeah. she, she, well, she, her thing is that I mean, because we got They're playing blackjack for cigarettes, aren't they? Yeah. And they obviously get a cigarette issue, I presume. Yeah. Through the through the hospital, and she's like, "Oh no, because you're gambling them, so I'm gonna ration them." Treat my children. But it's control, isn't it? And mm. if you, you give them an inch, and they'll take a yard from her perspective. And this is the 1963 thinking in mental institutions. You're there to get better, you're not there. But she is keeping them there because she likes the control. You are right in that, she is a control freak. Mm-hmm. I mean, Billy could just, would be fine. Mm. He doesn't have to be there, but she keeps him there through the fear of telling his mother who's presumably put him in there. Yeah. Or she's friends with her mother and he's been embarrassing her in yeah. the village. That's what it'll be in those times. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Just, what, back then, they were sending pregnant women away as well, weren't they? Well, that's you. Yeah, yeah. In wedlock. In, like, out of wedlock. Yeah, they were out of wedlock, yeah. <laughs> well, they'd send them, so they'd go, have, they'd go and have the baby with a relative. That was another thing. There's not just incest. No, no, I mean, like, <laughs> they'd be <laughs> pregnant and they'd be like, oh, yeah, where, yeah, where's yeah. she gone? Oh, she's gone to the farm. She's gone, gone to, to, to her uncle gone for Gone to her uncle's months. farm for, for a few months she's and then she comes back. No, been a bit wild. No, they wouldn't even say that. And then she'd come back with the baby and or the baby would be raised as uh, Jack Nicholson. Jack, Jack Nicholson is the best example. That exactly happened to him. His mum is actually his sister. He didn't know that. His sister got pregnant at, at a young age 
And the mum went, all right, I'll, we'll raise him as, as your brother and my son. Mm. So and he, he wasn't even mad. He only found out when his uh, sister was on her deathbed that she told him. Mm. And he was like, he goes, I wasn't even mad. I remember the line. He goes, I wasn't even mad because I've never met a woman who can keep a secret that long. <laughs> <laughs> Mental, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Crazy. So yeah, about that kind of thing. But yeah, he wants the music down because they've got this awful sort of waltz music playing. It's meant to calm people down, isn't it? Keep them all placid. They'll be playing Slayer, are they? I'd question if that guy would stop waltzing around the room if they actually turned yeah. that off as well. That's a good question. Which came first? Did he start waltzing? Did she put the music on? Which came yeah. first? This is the philosophical question that's been answered this, well, that's been there since 1975. Would he have danced if the music wasn't there? The thing is, if that's what playing, came first, the dancing or the music? We'll never know. Dancing? If that's playing 10, 12 hours a day, constantly looped kind of thing, it's going to drive you fucking wild. So there's two options, isn't there? Let it drive you wild or go with it. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe he's just going with it. Yeah. It's very true. So it's clear that she runs a very tight shop, and it's time for his meds. And he's tight shop. A tight shop. She runs not, a tight not, shop. Not ship. A tight, tight ship. ship. <laughs> tight shop. Tight ship. What's a merchant ship but a floating shop? Mm. Now there's a philosophical question. <laughs> <laughs> mm. He wants to watch the baseball. It's the World Series. He started. I mean, I don't know why he'd want to watch baseball, but apparently people in America like it. Yeah. It's never translated well to... And Japan. Is oh, and Japan. Japan. Japan, absolutely. They love it. But they were under American occupation, effectively, weren't they? So mm. they had their culture take a lot of their culture taken away and replaced with other American things to integrate them. Yep. I found something about Japan the other day. For Christmas, mm -hmm. they celebrate it, even though they're not a Christian country. But what they do is they have KFC buckets of chicken. No way. For Christmas. Instead of turkey. Interesting. Because the head of the Japanese KFC was like, well, they have turkey, I'll just pretend that they have chicken. <laughs> and now it's like a traditional American Christmas to have a KFC fucking <laughs> a chicken at Christmas. I heard that, and I, I wasn't <laughs> sure whether it was true or not. That is fantastic. I guess the Colonel Sanders is a Santa Claus. <laughs> you know what? This bucket's in red and white. It's, yeah. it's close enough. A lot of countries that aren't Christian do Christmas nowadays, though, don't they? I mean, in Dubai, they put up Christmas trees. It's just look, a... look, look at England. Not exactly a Christian country, really. Oh, yeah, well, we all still do Christmas and Easter, don't we? Most of us are all fucking atheists, but we still do Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Well, I try not to, but people insist on it. <laughs> I'm just happy for the break at the end of the year and the nice dinner. I'll mm. take that. The World Series is starting, the World Series, even though only American, American Japan really play it professionally. And he wants to vote on it. She agrees to let him have a vote, which is something. Yep. But she um, knows that... She knows that she's got them all well yeah. trained. So he can't believe no one wants to watch baseball with him. It'd shock him. Because it would change the schedule of the TV time. Is that, that was the whole point. Yeah, it's it? the routine, isn't it? She's got them into a routine, and everyone loves a routine, and we're all in one. Yep. Hmm. Because we like it, it makes us feel comfortable, doesn't yeah, it? It yeah. keeps us calm. We're a bit of out, out of routine today, to be fair, though. We are. We've been day drinking and smoking today. Yeah. Love me a bit of an afternoon day drink, though. All Good. for the football. Oh, yeah, the Champions League Come on, you Reds. Come on, you some... Reds. Yeah. <laughs> we could do another scene there where they're playing Monopoly and it just ends up like every Monopoly game I've ever played where you end up shouting and arguing with each other. Yeah. And you don't give the inmates Monopoly. It really reminded me of me and my brother's... And my mum and dad playing it like yeah. hilarious. 
Yeah, but that guy that was not quite the ticket, he kept on putting a hotel on me. Yeah, <laughs> that was me. That, that was you. That was me, like not because I wasn't quite the ticket, because I was the youngest one and I didn't quite get the concept, yeah. so I'd just be like trying to cheat. <laughs> like, I've got, I've got a hotel. You don't even own that property, though, mm. me. Do you know that Monopoly was introduced to sort of warn about the dangers of capitalism? Really? Yeah. Everybody getting rich and everything else, and everyone else being poor. Getting bankrupt, and yeah. And that's why you had the chance. And or the is there the indoctrination? Chance it would give you like a fucking. You've had a fine, you've that's got to pay this, and all that kind of shit, and repairs on your properties. Yeah, I've won loads of third places in Beauty Passions. <laughs> that's my favourite card. Uh, ten. <laughs> Yay! It's your birthday, take £10 off each player. Yay! <laughs> mm-hmm. So then he has this idea, then, Murphy, that he wants to break out and go into town, into a bar, and watch the game. And he's betting all the money. Who says I won't do it? Who says I won't do it? I'm going to lift this. I think it's like, it looks like they get hosed down, doesn't it, in the showers. An old podium, like a water fountain podium with like lots of hoses on it. I think they can pull them out a little bit and, you know, shower themselves off. Maybe. Eventually. Maybe, or they get hosed down. Either way, it's made of marble. Either it's made it's of marble. Big and heavy. And he can't lift it. He can't lift it. And he's like, well, at least I tried. I can't believe you bet them to do that, though. That's, at that point, I was like, maybe he is a little bit mental. <laughs> I think, cocky, I think. He was I trying to prove his point, though, wasn't he? The fact that he was the one that he's trying to do something different out of the norm, just yeah. instead of sitting back and accepting the fate of the shitness of what you're doing. The routine with, and all that. At least he's That's trying to make a yeah. bit of fun and change. We cut that then to group therapy. And we find it, uh, yeah, and Billy, the young lad, he's only very young, he stutters, but he's like kind of gets tortured by her in a way in this group therapy. You know, as soon as she mentions his mother, which is, she knows is a massive psychological thing for him, yeah. the stutter's worse than ever, and she knows that, she knows how to manipulate him. Yeah. They have another vote on the baseball, and even though he manages to eventually to get the majority vote, because the chief sticks his hand up because he's the man. <laughs> And the meeting had already been adjourned. She's no, nope, we're not having that. Yeah. No, the meeting had been adjourned. The vote was late. She didn't think she'd get anyone to vote. Did you? Yeah. Didn't to vote. She counted all the all the people that were sort of like in the the hospital beds or yeah. dribbling up the side of the wall and whatnot. Like they actually had an opinion, which they probably wouldn't even know where they were. Yeah. Yeah. Because they'd been lobotomised. It's the lobotomized. illusion of democracy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Now, haven't we all been lobotomised in a way? Oh, yeah. But she won't turn the TV on, so he just fakes the game anyway. Which drives her a bit mad. Yeah, he does yeah. to piss her off, doesn't he? He's like, I'm not going to let you win. Yeah, he just sits in front of the TV, doesn't he, and sort of starts doing the commentating. Yeah. But then everybody starts imagining it, don't they? And they're yeah. all getting like, hyped up and they're, and they're loving it, aren't they? Yeah, they are. It's a great scene. He's brought some excitement to their lives. And he's a great personality. I'm sure Jack Nixon doesn't actually have to act that much to play the roles he does. You know, it wouldn't be hard for him to be the Joker. Mm. He hasn't got to act that much, has he? No. Well, in a lot of his major roles, he's always played a very similar character, this eccentric individual with, Mm. you know, he's a a larger-than-life personality. You think, yeah, it's probably just Jack Nicholson, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure he actually said that about the Joker. He didn't have to actually do too much. Mm. He just said, just be yourself wearing this costume and makeup. makeup, yeah. He goes to a meeting with the doctors who basically say they think he's faking it. Just basically gives him smart-ass answers, doesn't he? Yeah. 
back in the recreation yard, though, he uses the chief to help him get over the fence. Uh-huh. He just stands and gets up onto his shoulders, and then the chief gives him a push. He's over the fence. He's hanging off a tree branch. What we don't know is that this is all kind of a skate plan for the day. They fully intend on coming back. He's just taken over the day that the Simpsons kind of ripped this off as well. The chief giving a big smile as he leaves. And I, I like the fact that only McMurphy reaches out to the chief. Yeah. Yeah, everyone else is like, oh, just leaves him to it. He's definitely done. He can't understand you. Can't speak Mm, to you. He tries to include everyone, doesn't he? Yeah. So these guards have loaded them all onto the bus, haven't they? But they didn't don't know that Jack Nicholson's sitting in the driver's seat. Yeah. And fucking nicks the bus, steals the bus. It's fantastic. They go and pick up maybe the underage girl he fucked, but your name's Candy. I think she might be a bit of a prostitute. I'm not sure. <laughs> might be just a prostitute, you know. I think, I think maybe, yeah. Lady of the night. A lady, a sex worker She's is a correct term. She's a lady of the day today. Yeah. A sex worker. Not shy either way. They go onto this boat, he goes into harbour on the yellow bus, he, takes, he gets onto the boat, he hands out the life jackets, and he's like, right, dock master comes on, he's like, what are you doing on? And he basically tells them they're all from the mental asylum, but they're all doctors. Yeah. So, you know, do- this is Dr. Martini, this is Dr. What's the guy with the beard's name? Oh, shit. Looks like a wizard, he's fantastic, yeah. because that's the famous doctor. Yeah, I love the, the looks that they give the camera, you know. Yeah, sort of yeah they, they all sort of play the part, don't they? Yeah. They all, like, lift their chin up as they're named, it's fantastic. And anyone who doesn't call a doctor is Mr. Harding. That's right, he goes, Mr. Harding, Mr. Harding's a dick. But he pulls a face when he says that, doesn't yeah. he? The acting in this film is absolutely fucking on point. Yeah. You can't knock that at all. I didn't great cast. I didn't realise Danny DeVito was Danny DeVito until about halfway through the film. Yes, great cast. Just because he looks quite different because he's got hair. Well, he's young, isn't he? He's he's a lot younger. (laughs) And then you see him walking around and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely him, obviously. Yeah, I lost that walk. He's always had that same walk. Waddling like the penguin. I'm a big fan of Danny DeVito, actually, as the penguin and in um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's fantastic in that. Twins? Twins? in Twins? Matilda. He's good in Matilda, yeah. Matilda's yeah. stepdad. Or real dad. Yeah, yeah, real dad. He effectively became her stepdad in real life for a yes. while. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. yeah real, then, um, the girl who played Matilda, her mum was terminally ill with cancer. Oh, shit. Mad. And yeah. while she was in the hospital, well, because Danny DeVito directed and starred in that film, mm. he and his wife like kind of took her in and kept her and fed her and raised her. His wife was the same. His wife was that little crazy one. Curly hair. What's her name? I don't know. I can't remember. Well, I'm sure she even did. went to the mother with an advanced copy of the film mm. that had just been cut and showed it her so she could see the film before she passed away. Aww. He's a he's a genuinely nice guy. I've got a lot yeah, of time for that yeah. video. So yeah. they can convince the doc. They convince the doc master because back in 1963, if you're a doctor. Right, you got some respectability in society, haven't you? Oh yeah. Mm. He's a dot master. You're a doctor. It's kind of ingrained at this point just to defer to people with authority like that. I don't know if he was buying it. But he let him go with the boat. Yeah, because he said they're all from the mental asylum. <laughs> at that point, he sort of backs off and looks. Yeah, I don't think a he bit concerned. It. I just think he was like, "Well, I'm fucking off." Yeah. Because <laughs> then, obviously, I'm not taking on. How many mentalists? <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is that the correct technical term nowadays? Like <laughs> mentalists. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> mental asylum. Mental today. hospital inmates. Patients. Yeah. Patients. Service users. There we go. He's literally just steal this boat and he's like, hey, they won't look us up. We're crazy. <laughs> it's, it's true. They have got what they used to call a shooting license. You just do what the fuck you want because you're mad. Yeah. They'll lock you up. They'll send you back to the asylum. They're just like fucking fishing there. It's madness. They're trying to land a fish, which they do, to be fair. Big, yeah, but the boat's beach. just swirling round that, in circles. Quite, it sort of looks a bit slapstick, doesn't it? Yeah, but Murphy gets to fuck Candy and they all go around to watch, which was kind of weird. Yeah, they all abandon their lines, don't they? And then finally they make their way back and there's a helicopter out looking for them and the police are there on the dock yeah. waiting for them. They basically pull McMurphy back in again because he's orchestrated this. Like, well, he can't be that mad if he's orchestrated this, can he? Yeah. You know, this takes planning, this takes this takes intelligence, this takes, these are the actions of someone who is not insane unless he's an evil genius. Could be. And they want to send him back to the work camp, don't they, work farm? Yep. He's not mad, but he is dangerous. And in this point in American society, this kind of guy is dangerous. He's speaking out against the there's a system. He's not conforming. That's it. Mm. You know, you got to look at that. So therefore, he is dangerous in their eyes That's because nice. at the time, this point in history, American society is really working really, really well. Well, if you're white. Well, all right. <laughs> it's the capitalist wet dream, isn't it? It's, if you're going to live in one point in American history, it's going to be this For point. white people. For white people. It was literally hell for black people, wasn't it, pretty much? Well, we've got 63. He's have got the civil rights movement starting at this point. Started, Ke- Kennedy's yeah. just been shot, hasn't he? Yeah. But even so, yeah. It's, a second-class citizen. If you're, um, we'll this, but if you are a, a white person who works steadily, a blue-collar job, you can still buy a nice house, have a nice car, your wife hasn't got to work, you can raise a family, send to college, all on your one wage. It is the capitalist wet dream, isn't it? So it, to this point, he is dangerous because everyone else is fitting in and doing the duty for the economy and country, and he's not. That's why he's dangerous, and they all want to agree to send him out to the work farm apart from Nurse Ratchet. You know, she thinks that I think he deserves to stay on the ward. Keep him on the ward. We yeah, can help him. I think it's because she knows that it's for life. Pretty yeah, much life. That's isn't it? it. She knows what game he's playing because he yeah. says I've got 68 days left yeah. Yeah. of his prison sentence. And he's like, the, the, the porter he's speaking to, the steward he's speaking to, he's like, no, man, you're here because you're here. That's it. You go when we tell you you go yeah. until we see that you're. Valuable member of society again, ready to be reintroduced. And the film is a massive power play between her and and, and Jack Nicholson's yeah. uh, McMurphy, and it's mainly because she could give him a life sentence. He could die in that hospital, yeah. or at least until she retires. Yeah. You know what I mean? He could be there another thirty years, mm-hmm. and he's thinking he's getting out. So he's fuck now. He has been committed, and there's a big difference. A lot of the patients are there voluntarily. There's not many of them there who've been committed. Only four on the ward. The rest of them are free to come and go as they please. That surprised me as well. Just mm. like he was a bit surprised. I was like, yeah. oh, why would you just go and yeah. voluntarily go in there? So he kind of starts a mini revolution at this point. Because he's like, I said, what the hell are you doing? Like, Billy, you should be out like driving fast cars and, and hooking up with girls. What are you people doing here? You all, you know, crazy than anyone else out there. Yeah, he's got a point, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely. Look at the people in charge. <laughs> and he kind of saw, going back to what I said earlier, he saw that straight away anyway. Yeah. Well, there's and nothing... This has just backed it up for him. There's nothing wrong with Harding. 
he just basically thinks his wife's having affairs because he can't get it up or he's a clock with her. Bit of a cook, isn't he? Yeah. He's in there because it's a more... He's fighting convenient his demons it's, it's homosexual. He's more, he it's to, more he so, to face the, the problem, doesn't he? That's yeah. it. Out in the real world. He's hiding from it I've in there. a lot of them, yeah. I imagine. But he does start this little mini-revolution... Cheswick, and he's like got a bit of an anxiety disorder, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. He gets freaked out, he yeah. panics easily. Something comes over him, he stands up to Nurse Ratchet. He beats that anxiety. He's like, I want my cigarettes. He always starts to lose his shit and screech it. I want my cigarettes, you're holding my cigarettes back. I shouldn't have to have these rationed. I'm a grown man. I... It's mental. He's, he's started until the point where he's literally dragged away, isn't he? Yeah. But when he's dragged away... And Murphy ends up fighting the porters. Because he goes, breaks the glass. He breaks the glass and just gives him the cigarettes, which is what you should have done, really. Yeah. He's freaking out like that about the cigarettes. Mm. You know what? Have your fucking cigarettes and calm the fuck down. Yeah. It diffuses the situation, but from her point of view, it'll be a power play. Yeah. Yeah. But he's only there voluntarily. He's not committed. So he's a paying service member, isn't he? Paying service user. He's going to be paying for that somehow. if he's only there voluntarily, I'm guessing he's paying for it. Possibly. Or someone is paying for it for him. Yeah. She literally says, oh no, because when I gave you cigarettes, you were running a gambling ring and using them to gamble. So why should I give you them? I want order. She wants order. She doesn't want all this going on. Even though it's really helping them more because they're actually starting to interact. They're getting on better as a group. Yeah. They're having fun. They're having, you know, it's not just boring. It's positive therapy that Mermaid is actually giving them in this scenario. Because what she's doing isn't positive. She's just keeping them there. Well, she's dulling them and yeah, she's dulling them. But he's like, she wants to She's not actually trying to help me. No, because no. any time they start to make a breakthrough, she shoots them down yeah. and reminds them of like why they're in such a bad way yeah. which brings them straight back to that level and she knows how to do it with each of yeah, them well, yeah well Billy's the one that they show the example of yeah. the most in the film yeah. isn't That's it a, yeah yeah yep she wants docile patients that she can control yeah so this is a, a power trip for her this is her empire this is yeah. her kingdom isn't it yeah, yeah chief helps man chief gets in there yeah, he sees McMurphy on the floor getting pinned by He's a couple got a, of porters and he comes along and yeah. bear hugs him. The porter's got him in a great arm bar, in all fairness. Yeah. He's got a wrist lock on him as well. It's a nice, you know, keeps a person down. Chief comes in, bear hugs him. I'm like, go, Chief. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they all get tackled to the floor. Yeah, actually, they do. And then taken off. And... Into more like a, a prison-style hospital. Mm. It's more cells. There's, I think there's a there's a padded cell, you see. Yeah. Bunch of guys just roaming around in that. Mm. Straight jacketed up. It's more of a ward. Yeah. Than a, a, than a, a proper prison. psychiatric... Yeah, more of a ward scenario than a prison scenario. No, it's more of a prison, isn't it? No, but in the sense where he's staying normally. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's more like a prison in the sense that you're there, you're on your bed, you're compass maintenance, etc. Whereas this is more of a ward where it's private little rooms. No, there's cells. Lots of nurses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's lots of nurses and doctors running around in this place. It's a bit more strictly run, and it's interesting that they put the security assistants. Attendants, porters, mm. stewards, whatever you want to call them. The muscle. They're all white in this one, mm. which would suggest that they're on a bit more money because it's a bit more serious, this one, isn't it? Yeah. A bit more high security. Mm. So they've got, obviously, a bit more higher paid. So this example of the racial segregation in American society at the time is 
the, you know, the black stewards, black porters working at the lower down hospital when you because all of it's a higher grade. All of white the guys in. Yeah. All of the porters were black up until this point. Mm-hmm. Right? That's it. Yeah. Cheswick's taken in. He's he's like dragged into the room, and they're like, "We're not going to hurt you. We're not going to hurt you." Well, they are going to hurt him because they're going to give them electroshock therapy. And he's kicking and screaming, bless him. Yeah. Then it's McMurphy's turn. He goes in. He goes in quite willingly. He cooperates. He cracks a few jokes. He knows that this. I guess. I don't think he knows. I don't think he knows what's coming. No, he doesn't. Cheswick does. Yeah. That's why why he kicked off. off. Yeah. Yeah. Probably had it before. Mm. I mean, who the fuck thought that running electricity through the brain was going to help people? I think the realisation for him came when they made him bite down, stop him biting his tongue. Yeah. And his eyes just kind of like mm. widened. And, so what you and then they do it. Conductive gel. Yeah. What are you putting on? Oh, it's a con- it's conductive gel. Oh, right. And he doesn't know what that is, does he? Like, no. Put this, stop you biting your tongue off. And it's a big like paddle, isn't it? And then that's when he's yeah. like, oh, shit. shit. So, what, what? And then within a few seconds, it looks like he's, he's been shocked. Fit, doesn't it? mm. It's you horrible. Know. Pain must have been fucking awful. Yeah. Right through each temple. But again, it's just to control them, isn't it? Make them docile. Yeah. Not curing them. Only, they do it when they're a problem and a nuisance. Look at it another way. It's kind of the ties into the big pharma thing. You're not curing them. You're treating them. Well, it essentially not. You're, you're treating them. them out, didn't you're, you? you're treating them to be, uh, but you can treat them for life. They're docile. They're not going to leave. Instead of just curing them, if you cure them, they're not giving you any money. The worst thing about this is the fact that this wasn't just a film. This happened. Yeah. It did, yeah, absolutely. There's no artistic license in this. Nope. That fucking happened. It probably happened a lot worse than the way it's being oh, yeah. portrayed in yeah. the film. Sorry, I missed this. In between Murphy and Cheswick being taken in, so Murphy sat there with just the chief. He hands him a juicy fruit. Some perfect product placement chewing gum. The chief says, just says, thank you. <laughs> and he's like, looks at him and says, Am I crazy? <laughs> the look on his face. Am I crazy? Did you just speak? Yeah. And he just like he gives him another, and he's like, juicy fruit. Juicy fruit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he realizes he's pretending the whole time. It's fantastic. Yeah. He's like, you had him full, chief. You had him full. There's a genuine moment of respect there, and oh, that's when yeah. they really become friends. And yeah. but he's the only guy that's reached out to in mm-hmm. years. Remember that. The Native American Indians didn't get the vote in America until 1946. Mm. Right? So in the 60s, they're still very much viewed as second-class citizens. And like he says, what well, he'd have a shittier life on the outside than he would on the inside. It's a shame. Their own lands. Yep. And they were second-class citizens. Disgusting. They still are. They still are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To a greater extent. Not that many left, though, to be fair. No. Really? And there were a lot of social problems on reservations, yeah, very poor. Alcoholism, yeah, um, spousal abuse, all sorts, it's terrible. Same with the Aboriginal uh, yeah. reservations yeah, Australia, in Australia too, yeah. it's, it's, it's terrible. And you think the way they were treated, it is that'll it, probably be another episode still of the time. bad. I know. But in 1963, when this is set, it's even worse. Oh, fuck yeah. You know, I can say they've only had the vote for 20, less than 20 years. Were even citizens? Has he committed voluntary? I'm guessing he's I been committed because they don't actually name him. But is he there voluntary? I don't think they named him, so I think he no, was voluntary. No, he might have been voluntary, but he was one that's was there all the time, I guess. He's like, he can go anytime he wants, he's just staying out of his own will. Safe place for him, though, isn't it? He doesn't want to be out. No, because he's no. seen what happened to his dad. Became an alcoholic and he's, destroyed him. Yeah, his dad was big like him and 
we got it later on. We, you know, and they broke him down. They just mm-hmm. kept giving him booze for work. You know, just kept giving him booze, kept giving him booze. Broke him down. Became a shell of a man. He says every time he sucked on the bottle, it was he wasn't him sucking on it. It was sucking out of him. Yeah. They get the news at Murphy's back when they're in session with the Ratchet again. We cut back to Ratchet's group therapy. And he stumbles in. Actually, because I haven't seen this film in a long ass time, and I've only seen, like, I've never seen it all in one sitting. I'd forgotten about this. And I was like, oh shit! Oh, hang on, they, they fucking lobotomized him. him. Yeah. And then, but he's shuffling in like a zombie. He's just doing the joke. He's just pissing around with him, and yeah. you know, he's the leader of this group in the mentally deficient league, as they call themselves. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. <laughs> Mental defective league. I mean, the chief is like face when he shuffles in. He's like, oh my god. But no, it's just he's, he's starting to get a bit more animated. The chief, I like it. He's starting to get. He's getting in with the gang slowly. Yeah, McMurphy's brought him out of his shell. Yeah, which you think you stick make McMurphy the doctor? Mm. Yeah. If you made McMurphy the doctor, these guys would be fucking cured in six months. Yeah. Mm. So they want them to be treated like normal people. He treats them like normal people. Yeah. He gets to know them, understands. Yeah. Like, you know what they like and shit and, and that's it he knows how to calm them down mm. he knows how to, to communicate with them on an individual level he's a, he's a great character I really like the character Jack yeah. plays in this it's a great job by him. I'm going to praise that again and again probably in this it's all, they're all great it's fantastic performances all around isn't yeah it? at this point he, but he's like I want to get out I've had this fucking electroshock therapy I don't want that again I want to get out so he comes up with a little cunning little switcheroo while the uh, night porter escorts the nurse out Sneaks in, uses the phone, rings up Candy. Like, hey, bring booze. Bring plenty of booze. We're going for it. You know, it's tonight's the night. And he wants the chief to go with him. And he can't do it because of the reasons. He's like, no, I, I, it's better for me in here than it is out there. He says to McMurphy, you're a bigger man than me. Mm. Yeah, that's a, which is a good line. tree trunk. <laughs> that's a good line, though, because yeah. he, he, he is a bigger man than the chief. Yeah. He's bigger outgoing, he knows how to get yeah. on, he can manipulate people, he can talk to people, whereas the chief can't, it's just not, yeah. not him. So he bribes the night watch guy, the night porter, with money, booze and girls, candy and a friend. Gets Starts getting the patients pissed while he's distracted in the tub room. He's like, oh, I'm just going yeah, to put some music on. Is it Turkle is the guy's name? Yeah, he's a cook from The Shining. Yeah. Is he the one that does the whole, uh, you got the shining? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he does it like that. You can just, you got the shining. <laughs> you know what I'm on about, though. Yeah. You got the shining. You got the gift. The, shinning. the shin. The shinning. He's groundskeeper Willie. Yeah. In that movie, you yeah. You got the shining. <laughs> I've only watched that movie twice, and one of them was with you. The long back was really high. I mean, it wasn't high. It's a masterpiece, in it? Oh, it's one great. One of the best horror films ever, I think. High on life, you meant. Yes, high on life. That's exactly right. But he's got all the patients in his office as the night supervisor comes in. And he's like, yeah, I'm okay. There's clattering, the trash in the fucking place, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Candy opens the door and she's like, hey. And he's like, oh, yeah, um, gets lonely in here at night. You know, a man has urges kind of line. <laughs> and then I'm not sure if it's a different party. Because it it's Christmas now. Unless they just broke into the Christmas decorations box. No, yeah. no, no, it was the same. The same, same night, yeah. It's just the Christmas decorations were up. Oh, right, I hadn't noticed it was Christmas. No, I hadn't either. I guess it's quite subdued in there, isn't it? They don't want to overstimulate Maybe, the Maybe there is a Christmas decoration box, but Nurse Ratchet never put them up. Probably. Maybe. So they broke into it and put them up. 
She's a great character to hate, though, isn't she? Yeah. I don't hate Kinda her hot. as such. <laughs> I know you would, yeah. I would. You want a whipping, you don't you? <laughs> There's no way on earth she's uh, not going to be a dominatrix in this scenario. At that age there, I would. He wants a prostate exam from Nurse Ratched. 50 years ago, <laughs> I'd give her a large portion. She gives you a. Is she still you a, alive? I, I think she is, yeah. Yeah, it was nearly 50 years ago, that film. It's like 40, 47 years ago. Shit. So. Uh, it's, I would have, 47 years ago, definitely. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. If Pete can go back in time, he's banging the actress that played Nurse Ratchet. Yep. On his way to shoot up ancient Egyptians. I've got to say, I prefer the little Latina assistant. Well, I'd, I'd have a go on both, to be fair. <laughs> I prefer the nurse the 60s, from the. Uh, man, they were well liberal. I prefer the nurse from the. Uh, sorry, Claire. The nurse in the more locked down one, she's the little. Yeah. She's yeah, a Vietnamese, little maybe. Tiger, yeah, yeah, or Thai girl. Yeah, I can have Dr. Scanlon. I'd just go for <laughs> his name. Hey! Scanlon, the little beard. He's a goer. Who would you go for, Claire? <laughs> No, oh, it's gonna be Jack, isn't it? Surely. So it's going Jack Nicholson. Yeah, why not? Jack was a massive. Even I could turn down Jack. Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> Even Mike's not turning down Jack Nicholson <laughs> in his in his not on Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> Jack was a massive hit with the ladies, though, wasn't he? He was a bit of a goer. They all are, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, in real life, Jack was a goer. Money and fame does that for you. The whole ward is trashed, and he's, well, he really should have escaped. He's got the keys off, off the night porch, he's opened the window. He's literally waiting, but for some reason he decides to get Billy laid. And then, and then falls asleep by the open window. And you're like, I'm rolling the book, just, just go, man, just go! Because what? what's going to happen, the worst is, she's going to be escorted off the premises. Yeah, but he cares about Billy, and he, yeah, he understands I know. that this yeah. is what Billy needs. Yeah. He needs to get laid. That's true. Porter's come in with Ratchet. They're like getting things back in order. The window's relocked. He's missed his chance. The cap's filthy and she's not happy. She gets him to line up. Where's Billy? He's got some. I genuinely expected him to have choked her to death. <laughs> I don't I know was, why. Yeah, yeah, I just thought he was going to be like a fucking murder scene. I thought it was going to be like a Jack the Ripper scene in there. He jumped ahead of it here, yeah. No, no. No? No, a bit right. It's the next morning, isn't it? It's the next morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's she straight for strangling, though. No, I thought Billy would have str- was going uh, would have strangled Candy. Billy. I see what you're saying. Because he's in there for a reason, isn't he? Uh, I thought he might have been a bit of a fucking uh, sex predator. But yeah. do you ever think Billy's a, a danger to anybody else? But yourself. You never know. Well, no, no. Come on. But you know, he has tried to commit suicide before. It's in his history. All right, mate. I just I don't know. I was just expecting the worst. Maybe that's what Hollywood's bred into me. Mm. No, he's in a mental asylum. He's in a mental hospital for a reason. I don't think he's dangerous. Like, he got he got laid. They find him in the room. He's not anyone that got laid. Hey, Scanlon got laid as well. With well, well maybe we shared a, a sofa with her. <laughs> in <laughs> my head, <laughs> in Mike's head, Cannon. Scanlon scored. <laughs> and the best of it is, that he's confident. His stutter's gone. It's yeah. fantastic. The nurse writer is talking normally. He's yeah. interrogating him, like, oh, and then she plays a trunk car. What would your mother say? Mm. She, I'll tell your mum. I'll tell your mother. He stutters back. She's like, old friends with your mother. I'm going to tell her what he did. You, it wasn't right for you to take that girl there. The stutters back. 
And at this he point, grasses up McMurphy. At this point, McMurphy's kind of giving daggers as well because yeah. he's seeing exactly what she's doing yeah. to yeah. this poor young lad. Because he's only like 20, 21. Not even that, maybe. He might be younger. Perhaps, but he's certainly a young lad. And she's breaking him down. And she breaks him instantly. Mm. You see, he's fixed the confidence he was given by the woman, mm-hmm. Candy, sleeping with him, took away that what was holding him back. He loved it, didn't he? I think he, 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 I think he did actually kind of, was falling for her. Yeah. And she made it seem something shameful and dirty. Yeah. It's just natural, man, isn't it? And he got his mum into it and that was it then, straight back to square one. Stuttering. He's the, uh, screaming as he's dragged away. He goes to the doctor's office so that means yeah. he's got to tell his mum. It just proves that she doesn't care about the patients. No, they put him into a room and he cuts his own throat. You hear a scream. Smashing a scream. Smashing a scream. The nurse, the ratchet assistant, comes running out. She's covered in blood. He's cut his own throat. It's fucking, it's a real sort of like, whoa. Yeah, it's a dark moment. She just says, well, carry on with your daily routine. Yeah. The only thing I could think of on that was the uh, blood was very, very, very bright red. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Blood was rubbish. But it was nearly 50 years ago, so I'll let it off. Special (laughs) effects... uh, varied back then yeah it looked like paint it looked like paint <laughs> for fuck's sake it was still that moment that was they like, could have used oh. pig they could have used they could have pigmented blood. better they could have used pig's blood or they could have corn syrup yeah. whatever but McMurphy is furious with this because she's basically killed him in his eyes and he he, got, he genuinely cared for yeah, him yeah he, he got, he's got him laid he actually gave up his chance of escaping for the guy with the woman that he loves as well yeah this is the other thing he's clearly got a thing for Candy yeah. and he even tells her like he loves her and that and, and he gives that for him yeah he, he lunges at her and he's just choking her on the floor until he's pulled off her and knocked out because the black guy because he hits the keys he's fumbling for the lock again isn't he yeah and he's like, oh, put, he's like okay I'll be until that happens and then that's it then he, it's, he's got this strap on his hand I don't know what that is exactly I, I've a belt wasn't it the belt means he can hit harder because mm. he's not going to hit his knuckles. Yeah, it just knocks him out and he's taken away. We go back to the um, day routine on the ward. They're playing cards. They've all got their cigarettes now, though. So Murphy's not there to encourage him to gamble, is he? Mm. One of the patients comes in from having his teeth fixed and he's like, oh, I Murphy. I heard about Murphy. He's escaped. He got out. He punched two guards and he escaped. And Harding was like, no, nah, he's not. He's upstairs. He's meek as a lamb. He's led back in at night. Probably so no one can see him. And he's been lobotomised. He's got the two scars on inside the forehead. Oh, two? Is he only saw one? No, there's two because you take the frontal yeah. lobes. It's, uh, yeah, but I didn't notice both. I didn't notice yeah. one. Yeah. Right. No, he, he's got the two. That's yeah. how they do it. And the chief sees him being brought back. Goes over and he says, "Look, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. Come I'm on, we'll get out of here. Uh, I'm stronger. We'll get out of here." And then he sees his lobotomised scars. He's like, "Oh no," because he thinks like he's been drugged up at the start. Yeah. So he knows exactly what they are. And then he just basically tells me, come on, we'll get out, me and you. I'll take you with me. I'll take you with me. And then he just smothers him with a pillow. And he is taking him with him in a sense. He's releasing his spirit. His to call. He's like, Certainly I'm taking the fact that you've shown me that people can be good and reach yeah. out. I thought everyone was bad on the outside. You've shown me that everyone is bad on the outside. Yeah. So I'm taking. I'm gonna take you with me in that respect, and 
I'm going to go out there. It's a mercy killing, isn't it? Because It is. I think he knew he'd want been, that. Because, I mean, he's such a... cabbage. The whole McMurphy is, is his character. Yeah, it's his gregarious nature. He's out, he's out. He's barely... He wants, to, he, wants, I mean, he wants to help people. He's trying to help these guys, isn't he? Yeah. More than anything. He's like, he's a good guy. Mm. Even though he's obviously... Bit of a lad. He's a bit of a rogue, but yeah. at the heart, in there, he it cha- I guess it changes him. Because he doesn't have a... He only fights the porters in there who are repressing the... The inmates, it would have been very easy for him to lose his shit and punch on the inmates. So. Yeah. And Chief heads down the washroom and he picks up that sort of shower podium that was there. That the, marble, the, the, the marble podium. Probably rips it up because the Chief's strong as fuck. With the power of badassery, lifts it up. The water's pissing everywhere. Carries it all the way to the ward and just launches it through the window. Jumps and runs out majestically into the woods yep like a horse running across the prairie I was hoping that the rising sun was going to come up <laughs> and he'd be silhouetted against it and he'd run into the rising sun but no it's dawn this light is just breaking and he is gone he's out of there so the scene ripped off from the Simpsons isn't it absolutely yes now he's on the run from breaking out and on a murder charge because it's going to be pretty obvious who killed McMurphy isn't it luckily for him in the 60s Police were shit. That's yeah, very so true. He, he had a good few hours head start. He was on his way to Canada. He's sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not hard to spot though, is he? A seven foot Indian man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there was no social media in them days. There wasn't. There was only phone calls to people, and then no. But you'd have it on the police radio. Look out for an escaped yeah, yeah. mental patient. But what's he look like? He's a seven foot Indian. <laughs> so he can't made, made to American. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Red Seven Indian, foot Indian. Yeah. Seven foot dirt worshipper. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, hell, Michael. Fucking hell. <laughs> You're exposing Jesus. yourself to a bit of a racist in no. this episode, aren't you? I'm putting my Edit that bit out. <laughs> oh, that's what they, they would have said. Yeah, thank no, you. No, you're yeah. right, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like on the radio. When they said that three Negro children were Oh, killed. yeah, that's true. And it's like, oh my god. Yeah. I can't believe they used to say shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I felt uncomfortable repeating that, but it, it, was, on, it, it was on the film. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it just makes you think, fuck me, what, how far we've come. Thank fuck we have. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, we, society in general, oh, we still it, need to go further. Yeah, but they don't announce it like that on the news God, anymore. No. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's the thing, just repeating it. But then, and you had signs... Didn't you up in the shops, you know, yep. whites only? I know, shocking, isn't it? Shocking. Glad we didn't, we didn't really suffer that here, did we? Thank fuck. Yeah, it was. Even, it, and it was against the Irish as well. Yeah, 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 Irish, yeah. yeah the Irish and the... And no the, blacks, and the no black Irish, no dogs in the shops. Or Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not in every shop, but certainly... And pubs. Some pubs. Yeah. Private businesses, let's say. that dog in here. I don't think it was a law as such, was it? Wasn't the like law? It, like it was no. in America and no. in South well, Africa. That's what I mean. Like in in certain countries, like America yeah. and South Africa, but there was it, definitely it was... discrimination. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, there was back in the day, but in, and for every single one of them, there was another case where they became part of the community and everyone got on because they're all working class and in it together. And they all got on and they they went to the same pubs and what. So there's it did it wasn't widespread, but. 
it was there in certain yeah. communities. It's got thought, better over time. It's got it? better over time, obviously. Like 35 years ago, the first black family I met lived up the street from us and they were American. They were the loveliest people ever. Little boy was the same age as me. We used to play with him. And my birthday, and she'd come out with a little cupcake and a little candle on it for me just because it was my birthday. And she just rushed off, got a cake and a candle and brought it out for <laughs> nice. me. And like, Happy birthday, well, little Peter. So I actually like. <laughs> she was ace. Walking from the shop at the bottom of the road now, because there's a bit of a growing black community in Telford, and obviously they've got kids. But you see the white kids and the black kids playing football. You'd have never seen that then, would you? You wouldn't have seen that since 1963. Mm, but it's yeah. like everyone's just kind of doesn't give a shit anymore. The, the kids don't seem to give a shit anymore, which it's is nice. Crazy, the, odd, the odd few knobheads. Yeah. You always get the odd few knobheads, but on the whole, it's fantastic because the kids don't seem to give a shit anymore. There's, say, there's always somebody on the fringes, whether it's black or white or whatever it is. It needs to get to the point where there is no or whatever, yeah. nobody looks at well, anything. There's no with anyone. You know, the, you know, there are still obviously lunatics. Obviously, there's a tragedy in America this week where some... Oh, dickhead. R.I.P. to all of those poor... Young children. Wasn't there was a school shooting, wasn't there, in Texas? Yeah, 14 dead. The police sat there 19. and waited for 19. 19 kids. 40 minutes teachers. they sat there. Yeah, they just sat there waiting because they didn't have sufficient body armour. I, I wonder how, kids get shot. I wonder how many there. kids died within that period. Yeah. I, I don't know how many. They said they had him barricaded in the classroom, yet yeah, with the kids and the teacher. Yeah. Absolutely shocking. Hopefully the gun laws will change now. No, they, they need won't. to. They, they need to, but they won't. I know. Biden's a bit more likely to do it, though. Mm, no. He is. He's a lot more likely to do it than bloody if Trump was Yeah, but this power. isn't the they... first one they've had under Biden. He still hasn't done anything. They'll never get through the courts because... They'll never get to the Senate because too many people in the Senate take money from the NRA. Mm. There you go. It's just that Even though 90% of Americans want some gun control. No. Which needs to be automatic weapons. It's an oligarchy, it'll never get done. Doesn't benefit. No. I mean, gun sales have jumped up. There you go. But there was no good guy with a gun in this scenario, like they always claim. Well, there was. There was a security guard. And what happened to him? Got shot. Shit. Survived, then. Did no good, did it? No. No. He's got a pistol, the other guy's got... Body armour and, fully, and two yeah. fully, fully automatic weapons. Or semi-automatic weapons, or high-caliber weapons. Do you know what about doing that? Ridiculous. Arming the teachers. Well, they were about that last time. Yeah, but again, time, in that scenario, it's still going to no, no, do no good, is it? Well, it may have done. The teacher may have to take him out if the security guard failed. Why well, should you put that burden oh, on the no. teacher? <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, yeah, because I want my teachers to be killers now. Certainly as a teacher What happens if the teacher goes nuts, takes the gun out of the box, starts shooting the kids in yeah, the classroom? Right, then, if you don't get this question right... Yeah, remember what I've got in here, boys! <laughs> and plus, now you've got loaded weapons in a classroom. Yeah. No, they'd be kept unloaded. Would they? Yes, the idea, I've seen the box that they come in. There's a little case, a nice mm. little travel case, got a lock and a combination which a teacher knows, and they do the combination, and there's the pistol itself, I think it's a Glock or a SIG, probably a 9mm anyway, and they take it out of this nice little foam packaging, well, there's 15 good. rounds sat there, and they load it into the mag, mm. and then they make the weapon ready, but because there's obviously a warning yeah. of the, there's, there's an active shooter, so they've got potentially got time to load the magazine, and but if he's wearing body what armour... It's not gonna happen. Teach it to teach small children, and they teach them rhymes about about yeah. lockdown. Now, like oh, we're in lockdown. Get under the chair, and, and then they're gonna be and... armed to the teeth as well, just in case. Oh, it's incredible! It's madness. It's, uh, 
Got a bit of a tangent here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But worth it. They'll never change it. It's, it won't be. It won't happen. It just won't. And we had one school shooting in the UK and immediately banned all handguns, which is like you could over here anyway. Yep. So that was the way forward. That was the way forward. Guns. Clearly, we haven't had another school shooting since. Right. Stricter licenses on shotguns, was it? Like, there's not. Yeah. Been, there's not even been a school massacre. Like nobody's gone in with knives and massacred ten children. No, I mean, all right, we've, we've got a bit of a knife problem, but still, nothing better than a gun problem. Nothing in comparison. Mm. Anyway. Right, so listen so, to next week when we're going to continue yeah. on the we'll mental Talk about health. the actual shit that went on. We'll, we'll do some of the worst mental asylums, then some stuff on lobotomies and shock therapy, which will be fun. Mm. Or not. <laughs> Mike's going to undergo shock therapy for the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get science officer, he's going <laughs> to test it out for he's us. He's going to test it out for himself. I've got the car battery and jumper cables right here next week. I was thinking them little, you know, the lighters, the clicky bit on the lighters. <laughs> <laughs> one, on each, one on each bollock. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want, nurse strategy due to you, isn't it? The jumper yep. cables on the bollocks. That'll do. Yeah, if that doesn't work, I'm having a goddamn lobotomy. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be a lot more quiet on the show if you are, if you do. It'd be a blessing, won't it? <laughs> no! <laughs> Need the science officer? Or some drooling imbecile and two lobotomy scars? I'm the Brexit Britain. <laughs> Coming to a check. scars too. There you go. Yeah. Don't fill his head with hope! <laughs> No, let's end the show. Uh, we'll carry this on next week. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Ben. Don't think the favourite and don't join the call. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire. Keep an open mind, but not so open when it spills out your ears. And I've been Pete. Aim low, shoot high.